Welcome to the Not Your Typical Agent podcast, helping guide you through all things real estate. My name is Jay Crotchy. I am a licensed real estate broker in the state of Illinois. Let's get started. Hey everyone, on today's show, we're just going to discuss kind of open book policy here about my kind of my retrospective on the last year to 18 months in real estate. The market right now, it's uh, it's changing. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you entered into probably one of the hottest housing markets in the last 20 years where you know things weren't making it two days on market. If they were, they were attached to uh, double-digit multiple offers. Sellers were living it up. Um, if you could afford to sell or if you had a place to go to sell, it was really a no-brainer at that time in order to take advantage of the hot market. I mean, we were at a time where interest rates were at historic lows, prices were appreciating at historic highs, and it created a lot of turmoil, especially for buyers in the market. So what I wanted to do is kind of review my experiences over the last, say, 12 months, a little bit over that, probably last 18 months, almost to two years, and discuss some of the things that I saw and as we're headed into uh, the first half of 2023, I'm recording this episode uh, the first week of February, and discuss you know some things that could have went the other way, some things that I know from speaking to some clients, um, perhaps they have some regrets, uh, some people feel like they dodged a bullet, and that kind of thing, uh, which is all perfectly normal. I mean, the one thing about the real estate market is there is no perfect time, right? Um, it's a perfect time for you based on your living situations. So my biggest takeaway was in the last 18 months was the sellers that I had, they feel that you know they, they took advantage of the market at a time when they could afford to do so. Majority of the sales that I dealt with or the ones that I represented, it was people that were looking to downsize. So they were in a situation where um, they weren't trade-up buyers, they were looking to sell their home and to move into a condo or sell their home and relocate out of Illinois to uh, sunnier climates, which at this time in February, it's pretty easy to understand, uh, you know, kind of why they would decide to move to warmer climates. Um, big markets that people move to are all, all the same. It's usually Arizona, Tennessee, Florida, the Carolinas, that kind of thing. Um, you know, I think when you've lived you know, 65 years, 70 years in an area where there are months out of the year that uh, it's it's painful to go outside. It's understandable, especially an aging population that they would want to seek a warmer climate. So no fault at them on that. One of the things that I found myself in, and it was probably the biggest pickle that I had in my business was I was working with not only buyer or not only sellers, but also buyers. And a lot of my clients are comprised of first time buyers. Um, there's people a lot of times that are coming from renting or, you know, they recently graduated college or, um, they recently got married or about to have a child. And my job is to help guide them to make the correct decisions. What I found myself in, in this crazy market was, um, once we found them a house that they loved, we would get in a situation where it would be a multiple offer situation um, and things would get crazy. You know, we could do everything correct. I mean, I remember a lot of times last year we would do showings 
uh, Tuesday at 8 o'clock at night if we were allowed to. But the second that somebody hit the market, I would go and I would drive and preview a property for them. I would have my phone on FaceTime to do the quick walkthrough. We were throwing offers, in some cases, sight unseen. And that was kind of the way that we had to handle that market. One of the things that I found myself in a situation um, is to kind of give people a little bit of a caution, right, um, to how to proceed. Because it was unpredictable, right? When you're in a situation where somebody has a home listed for sale, you know, let's just say house is priced correctly you offer them what the price they're asking for and in a regular market um, sometimes you can even get a little bit of a discount on it what we found you know the previous year was even if you were offering list that wasn't getting it done you were competing a lot of times with cash buyers non-contingent buyers people willing to waive all contingencies meaning it's no inspection they're willing to sign appraisal gap coverage meaning that if the house didn't appraise at the number that you're under contract for, you'd have to come up with the difference. That's not always the easiest thing for first-time buyers. So, um, you know, we found ourselves a lot of times getting creative in our offers, but you have to do it with a little bit of caution, and you have to ask yourself, and this is something that I found myself doing a lot of, is asking your clients if they really want this house. Um, and then prepared for you know some unexpected costs that may arise in purchasing this home. And it's not, again, I'm not recording this to talk about uh, anything to discourage any future home buyers, but I will say that you know the, how we had to approach the last year and a half of real estate is different than what you would in a normal market. And there's a lot of FOMO, fear of missing out. From, uh, from buyers, you know, they've had friends buy houses, they've had family buy houses, they're tired of renting, COVID lockdowns and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it changed our perspective of what a home is because our homes, in a lot of cases, became our offices. Um, if you're spending, you know, eight hours a day at home, it's a little bit different than spending 24 hours a day at home when we weren't able to go anywhere. So the importance of home, to have a, a gym in your home, to have space in the basement, to have a you know, a recreation room, to have a yard, to have outdoor space, to have a bigger kitchen, to have storage, all that stuff became so such an, an importance to um, buyers, as well as combined with historic low interest rates that fueled such a tremendous demand for these homes. So, you know, I always tell people it's not the easiest thing to find a house for somebody that they love and they want to put an offer on. Um, and then when you get in a situation where then they get outbid or it just it wasn't going to be competitive based on the terms or where they can physically or um, financially be able to go, then you have to find them a new home. And I will say, I mean, this is my 10th year of real estate. When those situations do happen, we always find a house that they love more. And that's true. Um, God's honest truth. You know, when you miss out, I will say even from my personal experience, there were times when I first got into real estate where I would place offers on homes. Sure, there's some I regret because they were more of an investment. And I wish at the time when I first got into real estate that I had um, kind of the funds in order to buy some of these cash just to do flips. Um, those are really the only regrets. When it comes to personal properties that I, I, I've currently bought or sold, um, I'm in the right house.
it's the house that we ended up my wife and I buying and we love this house more than the previous houses that we didn't end up buying um, I will say if you pull any one of my customers I would say nine and a half out of ten would probably say that that's true um, you know if they think about it really I would think you'd probably get 10 out of 10 feel that they got the right house um, you know the biggest thing I think we're seeing now is some of the people that did buy when you know the market was in an all-time high is they're seeing um, they saw interest rates go up they're slightly going down now we're heading to that market um, but prices are kind of stabilizing doesn't mean that they're losing money but they may have bought a house for a specific amount expecting it to appreciate as an investment and you know god's honest truth even in a normal market that's not normal um you know you have to be in your home for years in order to build equity uh it wasn't a situation like what we saw from 2020 to 2022 and a half we'll say or tw going into 2023 where you were seeing 20 40 60 percent appreciation that's not normal that's not sustainable so you know bravo to the people that purchased and were able to flip and have uh, a nice little nest egg set aside and they were in that situation but the reason why i'm recording this is mainly for the buyers out there that feel that you know perhaps they'd made the wrong decision and you know one of the conversations and it's a tough conversation that I mean, we get back to earlier in this episode is me discussing with them and having it having them have a tough conversation amongst themselves and involving their family especially if that's something that we're the closer family to seek guidance is are you making the right decision is this house where we can see ourselves growing uh, for years because one thing about real estate it, you it's a home it's not buying a hat or a pair of socks or a, a blouse or a, a jacket or anything it's uh, something that you're emotionally vested in because you're going to be experiencing life events in this home you're going to be spending a good amount of your time and it is the largest financial commitment that you can possibly make um, for most people so it's something that I, I just want to say if you're feeling a little regret out there if you were a buyer you know during kind of the peak months um, I, I wouldn't necessarily have negative thoughts especially if you love your home that's one thing that it, if you're in a situation too where you were able to lock in a low interest rate a lot of that will balance out from where you're going to be at now or in the future because rates are probably going to go up a little bit before they come back down so it's just something to consider you can look at things uh, in kind of half glass full half glass empty kind of uh, mentality but it's all about perspective and where you want to be in life so where do things go from here we haven't recorded in a while so as 2023 is uh, first few months or first month is kind of behind us here we're headed into uh, the selling season in real estate where the weather starts to break a little bit and this is where majority from February until July is where most of real estate transactions happen in our area um, what am I seeing I'm still seeing a shortage of inventory I think we're seeing that all throughout the Chicago land area we are still seeing multiple offers especially in the lower price point stuff what we're also seeing um, even if there is a multiple offer situation is um, sellers have to be a little more flexible than what they were being you know you're in a situation where they were doing leasebacks at zero dollars for six months just so people could secure a property we're not seeing a ton of that anymore sure a leaseback could work especially if you have some flexibility and it's an added incentive 
but if you are discussing a lease back, it's generally going to have market rate rent attached to that. Um, you're not seeing as many as-is transactions. Sure, there's some as-is transactions, and as-is doesn't really mean anything, um, especially from a buyer's side. It's more of a comforting piece to set expectations for a seller and a buyer that you're not going to take care of small issues that arise during a home inspection. If anything major were to be found, then you have every right to back out of the transaction or renegotiate the terms of the deal. Um, you're seeing a little bit less of that. Um, the multiple offers that you're seeing are generally, some are going above list, but they're not going um, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars in the lower price point properties as they were um, earlier in 2022, um, middle of 22, 21, that kind of area. Um, you're seeing a little bit less of appraisal gap contingencies. Um, you know, a lot of that stuff is kind of caught up from appraisal standpoint, where they're using you know comps six months ago where prices were pretty high. I don't know. You know if that's going to continue but i would anticipate based on my experience that we're not going to have as many appraisal issues if people are not overpaying above list i'm sure there's going to be some bad apples out there that are going to go to market expecting um or anticipating you know 20 30 percent appreciation like they were the previous two years but um any good agent will advise a client uh, what a realistic price is based on market value, what um, the go-to market price should be. Those that don't, in order to take a listing, you're going to see those sit on the market for an extended period of time, like always, and you're going to see multiple price decreases, probably a couple fired agents here and there, until they ultimately sell the home for at or below what a market value was at the time, true market value was at the time of list. So all that stuff is normal. It's all stuff that we see in the business every day, every type of market, crazy people everywhere. Um, I do think that especially if you, if you are in the market to purchase a home, right now rates have gone down. You're looking at it in the mid fives right now. Um, you know, we're headed into a newer election cycle, so I don't know what's going to happen with them. The I don't think the Fed is going to be raising rates as um, actively as they have been, but I do anticipate a few more um rate hikes in the future just because inflation is you know it's slowing down a bit but it's still pretty high um, if you've gone to the grocery store and bought eggs or anything recently you can tell that that your grocery bills are higher so um, we may still see a little bit of a uh, kind of a tick up or tick down but I anticipate they're still going to be in that you know high fours to low sixes for the time being I will say, and this is something that I was telling clients um, back in December and January that we're actively shopping for homes, is it's a good time to shop for anything that's existing on the market to get deals. You may not have the most recent or the, the most active amount of inventory that's going to be hitting the market. Your choices may be limited, but those houses that are on the market in December and January early, uh, you're going to be competing against less people, less active buyers on the market that can create more potential for multiple offer situations and potential to overpay for a type of home. The ultimate goal for me as an agent, and it's always been for me as an agent, is to get my my client the most amount of money possible when I'm selling it for them at the best terms or when I'm representing buyers to get them the best value with the least amount of risk when purchasing a home. Um, my goal again and it's something i tell all my clients and it's 100 percent truth 
I don't want you to buy a home that you're not going to be happy with because um, in order for me to grow my business, I do 95% referral based. I want you to be happy enough where you tell your friends and family and they use me as their agent. I want in 5, 10, 15 years for you to think about Jay and say, okay, well, we are going to sell this home. We're going to buy another home. I want to use Jay and I do not achieve any of my goals by taking a commission on a property that you're unhappy with if that means that it was a one-and-done transaction. And I'll tell you right now, last year could have been a lot better year for me if I were to have pushed and not looked at the best interest for my clients, which is something, it's not my it's my fiduciary responsibility to my clients not to make sure that I'm seeking a commission. Um, my job is to make sure my clients are happy and I'm representing them the best way possible. Um, even if it wasn't a licensing thing, it's an ethic thing for me. Um, I wouldn't sleep well at night knowing that I'm putting somebody in a situation that is going to negatively impact them on a financial basis or emotional basis, stuff like that. I want somebody purchasing a home to be thrilled with the purchase. I want them to be able to spend spend many, many happy years in that home. And I want them to be able to make a boatload of money when they go to sell the home so they can buy another home or um, they can accomplish the goals that they want. If they want to save that money and go traveling, if they want to buy an RV and travel the world, um, whatever you guys want to do, <laughs> that's uh, my goal is to make sure that you help you achieve your goals. And that's not going to change whether I'm in year 10, year 20, year 30 in real estate. You know, another thing that I'm also seeing is a lot of time, a lot of what I, I saw in uh, when the market was high and, and, you know, the sellers did sell and they were, um, they weren't downsizing or anything like that, but they decided to rent for the last year. And as we're headed into, you know, 12 months of them in their, in their rental, they're returning to market to want to buy again. Um, a lot of times, you know, there's some perks with renting as far as, uh, you're not having as much on your plate as far as maintenance and that kind of thing. But renting comes with some downsides as regards to what you can do to a property. And, and a lot of times if uh, it's a situation where you have a bad, land, bad landlord or bad neighbors, if it's a multifamily situation, um, you know, they've done that for a year and now they want to own their own home again. So you're seeing a lot of those buyers return to market, which is going to create some competition here and there. Um, the biggest thing and the kind of what I have been saying is unless we have a ton of REO properties and that's foreclosures, short sales, all that stuff kind of comes back to the market because people aren't paying their mortgage, we're still going to be in a situation where we're up against it in regards to the inventory. Inventory has creeped up a bit, but it's not at a level where it's becoming a buyer's market. It's kind of a modified market right now, right? If you're within reason as a seller, you're going to sell your home. Um, and you're going to sell it for a good amount of money. I mean, it's going to be much more than what you paid for it, more than likely, um, especially if you've been a homeowner for the last 10 years. Um, if you've been a homeowner for the last 40 years, then you're going to do pretty darn well um, in many cases. Again, there's some one-offs where I don't know situations, but um, homes appreciate over time for the most part. Um, you should have equity built in your home, especially if you've been a homeowner for years or decades where when you go to sell your home, it's going to be worth a lot more than it was when you purchased it. So um, again, market is different for every individual. Every individual has unique experiences. What our job to do as, a, as an agent is to help guide you and give you the most information possible to make a decision where you're happy with. 
Um, my goal is to make it so that you're ecstatic with your situation. So again, you tell your friends and family that Jay found me my dream home and you should use him too because that's how my business grows. I'm not a person that pays for leads. Um, most of what I work with or most of the people that I decide to work with is friends, families of my current clients. Um, so again, you know, if you guys are in the market to buy a house and you want to have somebody talk to, you're not sure about hiring an agent, I'm happy to take a phone call, respond to a text, respond to an email, meet for coffee, meet for a drink, uh, go out and golf, go to mini golf, anything you want to do in order to discuss real estate because it's something I'm very passionate about um, and uh, I'm happy to do so. So first episode in a while, I know it's a long one, a little bit of rambling, Not there's not scripts here, it's me talking to you like I would in a conversation, it's one-sided conversation because you're not asking questions back, so it's a lot of my thoughts um, and experiences, but as always, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening and supporting the Not Your Typical Agent podcast. If you or someone you know is in need of a real estate agent, I can help. I am a broker with HomeSmart Connect based out of Arlington Heights. We have several locations throughout the Chicagoland area, and I'm happy to help make real estate easier for you.